I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Monday night, 8 p.m. Super Bowl week. I just found out we lost Dustin Diamond at 44. Rest in peace. Screech. Monday night, Red Reaction Show. Dusty Likens, Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. You just heard the Therese Paler Show with Jay Binkley. Therese Paler, who has a new fan. Pretty important fan, too, because it's, uh, it's Rob Gronkowski. He's a fan of of Therese Paler today is it was probably the wildest media day ever. Andy Reid looked really gnarly in his uh, in his <laughs> yeah. thing. He had like the the ring, the, yeah, light the ring, ring light, the ring light. They uh, they quickly changed off of that for for Coach Reid. Yeah, that was, that was kind of crazy <laughs> when they showed him on there. I was like, what is going on with his eyes? Um, this is the Red Reaction Show. Thanks to our friends at Elite the Ford Lincoln, uh, Jay Southland Tow Service Text Line nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Again, that's the phone line. Uh, to this lovely show, 913-576-7610. Why, Nick Price? Because it's not our show, it's yours. That's correct. It's not our show, it's yours. Um, just your friendly reminder. I mean, I think you all know that this is the start of the Super Bowl week. This is Monday night um, during the Run It Back season. Speaking of Run It Back, you can always uh, listen to myself and Pete Sweeney every Monday morning. Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday, and Friday morning from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Um, every time on 610 Sports Radio up into Sunday and getting you ready to get rowdy for a Super Bowl. Should be a fun week. Um, I know it is everybody's uh, intention to focus in on Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. That's the big matchup. But the biggest mashup is coming tomorrow on 610 Sports Radio, starting at 8 o'clock. Doug Peterson joins Fesco in the morning. Kyle Brandt joins Alex Gold and Cody Tapp at 11.40. Jason Kelsey, yes, the brother of Travis Kelsey, obviously, joins Cody and Gold at 12.30. And then it's the Ring of Honor Day on the drive. 2.15, Dwayne Bowe. 3 o'clock, Ron Cherry. 3.30, Jeremy Macklin. 4 o'clock, Wheel Shields. 4.30, Tom Bali. And 5.15, Willie Rofe. All joining the air tomorrow on 610 Sports Radio. You want Super Bowl week, we're giving it to you. All the audio, all the shows, all the attention focused strictly on the Super Bowl, the playoff run, and it all starts at 5 a.m. and it goes all the way until 6 p.m. But this show, again, is coined. It's not our show. It's yours. Batman and Lawrence, first down, man. Go ahead. Man, you know, deservedly so. Because there hasn't been too much to, to get happy about this year, but I guarantee this week is Super Bowl week. And, and you guys make it special, you know. You've had the best coverage. I can't wait to see what's coming up. 
we only got six days, brother, and it's on. So uh, let's just say to see uh, Tommy, you know, go against Patrick, and to see uh, you know, Gronk and Travis, I mean, you know, on the same field, it's going to be a, it's an, ex, ex, an exceptional exhibition of excitement. The Super Bowl is going to be the best, and we're going to take it. I, I'm hoping by uh, three, but I'll say maybe a touchdown if we get crazy. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. Hey, much love to you as well, to the Batman and Lawrence. This does have that feel, right? Like you don't you don't necessarily like championship games that don't have a little bit of feel in them. Like this is the greatest of all time versus the next greatest, the predecessor versus the successor, the Bucks versus the Chiefs. It's happened already. You tend to get those in the Super Bowls from time to time where you know, you saw a preseason, well, I guess you saw the regular season matchup and then the Super Bowl happens and you get all this fun, energetic, well, last time it was this way, Tom Brady's great with social media, Patrick Mahomes is great with social media, they're both sports icons, Kelsey, Gronk, Reed's back in the Super Bowl, it's the first time it's been in the home stadium of a team that's participated in it, so it's also going to be the first time that a home team that hosts the game loses the game. Um, and now we go to Neil and Lone Jack. Neil, second down. Go ahead, man. Guys, what's up, man? I'm getting so fired up. It's only day one of this week, and I just can't wait. I, when I woke up this morning, I wasn't that excited, but then once when, when Twitter started going crazy with the interviews and stuff like that, I mean, it was hard to keep up. It was just like every second there's a different tweet trying to put out some comments. It's unbelievable. I can't wait for this game. Hey, if uh, – if um, Therese is still around, will you ask him a, a question for me? I'm curious about the real story about JPP and Vita Vea, whether or not they're actually going to be healthy or they're going to be banged up, and will they really have an impact on this game? I know Shaq Barrett, obviously, is enemy number one, but uh, if those two guys are banged up, I think, I mean, this could be a blowout, and I, I'm just so excited. I can't wait, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Great work, as always. Go Chiefs. Neil, we appreciate the call. And, Neil, I know that you didn't ask for me. You wanted Therese's opinion. But, I mean, that's pretty much like the big factor in this game, right, is going to be that pass rush, being able to get after a beat-up offensive line. Like, that's right. That's the main tipping point that could tip it the other way for the Bucks. But I don't, I don't know. I think that, you know, the Chiefs have been here before, and they're going to go out there. They're going to have a good scheme. They're going to keep Mahomes upright. It's going to be a fun Sunday. I think the best part about this, and I was talking with Pete Sweeney about this, is if you think about how Mahomes plays the position, I get it that we're without Schwartz and we're without um, Eric Fisher. And Eric Fisher's big because he's the blind side, right? He's the guy that, that protects Mahomes whenever Mahomes can't see what's coming. But Mahomes always tends to roll out to his right which means that he's always going to have a foot or a step ahead of if they do try to pressure that left side. The other thing that I'm not worried about is that luckily the Chiefs have speed. And when you have speed, you can create routes that are quick, that pop, and you can't blitz that easily. Now you can try to overload and you can try to blitz that side, but here's the deal. I'm going to tell you right now, if you blitz, you're going to get burned against Andy Reid. Why? Well, 
because he's the master of the screenplay. And the thing that is the kryptonite to the, to the blitz is the screen. And you've got Daryl Williams. You should have a 100, maybe not, no, but he's probably 100%, but you should have a healthy Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And you've got a quarterback that knows how to read defenses very, very much more advanced than a lot of other people that try to read these defenses. And Andy Reid, it takes about a half. So if it is a slow start, and it is a close game at the beginning because of what they're doing on the left side with the heavy, you know, pass rush. That's fine. They'll figure out a way to get around it because you've got the best tight end. You've got one of the fastest receivers in Tyree Kill, one of the other fast receivers in McCole Hardman, and you can just cross pattern routes on them all day long. Roll Mahomes out to the right, set up screens. So I wouldn't be as worried about the blitz as a lot of people might be. Now, they got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is also about 12 years older than Patrick Mahomes and plays a different style of quarterback. Right, and you saw it a little bit against the Bills too, Dusty. They started bringing the blitz a little bit in the second half. Yeah. And they drew up those run plays where he's rolling out and it's kind of more of a bootleg pass play. Right. And Mahomes' ability to throw in the run like that just kind of opens up all those different opportunities for you to protect him with your play calling. And then, like you said, you know, the screen play, I don't think anybody does it better in the NFL than the Chiefs. Our next caller is Walker and St. Joe. And Walker, I've, I've got to talk to you, man, because last week Nick Price and I had a theory that you were trying to stay quiet because we thought maybe your parents might have thought that, like, you were not supposed to be on the phone or something. So Walker and St. Joe, bring it, baby. Your time to shine right now. Hey, hey, I, hey, I appreciate you taking the call. No, I was, I was just, I always get super nervous when I call these. Oh, <laughs> man, let it hang, man. No, let it I, hang. I I know. I just, I just really, really, really enjoy sports talk radio. Anytime I get to talk to any of y'all, it's just, it's a great opportunity. Um, so, anyways, with that being said, like, you know, I listen to you guys, but I also listen to the national media heads, and I was just wondering, like, get your guys' take on this. Like, why do you think that the, why do you think that the Chiefs' defense isn't getting the respect they deserve? Because you know, all, all I mean, they, they get a little bit of acknowledgement here and there, but I mean, they're a bona fide unit now. I mean, that that secondary is tight. Frank Clark and Chris Jones had a game against Buffalo, and and yeah, the linebackers aren't the greatest, but they Spags does a great job of putting them in the position that they need to be. Uh, you know, so I guess my question for you guys is, why do you think they don't get the respect they deserve? Um, and then the second question on that is. Who is going to be the biggest key contributor for the defense out of the you could call like tier two players? So after you get past of after you, after you get past Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, those tier two players, who do you think is going to have the biggest game on defense? Thanks. Yeah, Walker, appreciate the phone call. Um, thanks for uh, for all those kind words. We appreciate that yeah. very much. So uh, to answer your second question first, I'll tell you right away, it's Juan Thornhill. I think he's not getting enough love because after watching that Buffalo game and the way that he played, I think we have a Juan Thornhill that is slowly but surely back. I think that he is as healthy as he's been since he tore his ACL. I think that he is starting to play better. I think the game speed is finally, he's finally caught up to the speed of the game. And I think that you're seeing that because you mentioned Tyron Matthew. You mentioned why our defense doesn't get a lot of respect in Kansas City and I think the main issue with that is because of who you have at quarterback and what you have on offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's the most simplistic way I can put it. When you have the best tight end, a top three receiver, and the best quarterback in the league, everyone's going to kind of disappear. And I remember hearing uh, Jimmy Johnson talk about this with Nick, uh, Nick Price, not Nick Price, hey. Nick, yeah, <laughs> with Nick Wright on Fox Sports 1, 
And he was saying that when Dallas was winning their Super Bowls, the third one I believe that they won, Dallas had the number one defense in the NFL. But everybody always wanted to talk about the offensive line, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and Emmett Smith. They didn't talk about the defense. Defense never sell, never sells. It's just like the analogy when you go to the golf course and you go to the driving range. You should probably spend more time chipping and putting, but you want to let the big dog eat and you want to hit the clubs for distance. You don't want to go up there and work on your little game. That's just the way that is. So for a second-tier player, and then I'll give Nick, Nick Price the floor, for a second-tier player, I think it's Juan Thornhill or it's McCole Hardman on offense. For the first question, why the defense doesn't get a lot of respect, it was tied for 10th in points allowed this for points allowed per game when it comes to the NFL standards. They were tied for 10th. So they're technically, if you want to go by that standard, they're a top 10 defense. Um, but I think that you're just heavy on the offense. You have all those superstars, and people like to talk about that a little bit more than they like to talk about the Chiefs defense. Yeah, you pretty much got it already. What I was going to say is you got a legendary offense here. You got future Hall of Famers on that offense. And not to say that you don't have future Hall of Famers on that defense, but oftentimes, you know, the Chiefs offense is why they're winning games. Now the defense is going out there and they're doing their job and, you know, they're doing a hell of a job with it. Spags has been great in the last two years since he's been here of scheming things up and putting these guys in good spots, but you're not going to get a lot of shine for the number 10 scoring defense when you've got guys like Mahomes, Kelsey Hill, all these guys and Andy Reid's offense. All of that's just kind of going to take the spotlight. So now I do think if they go out there and they shut down Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and the Bucks offense and all of this, you might start to hear people talk a little bit more about that defense, especially like certain players on the D, but I don't know if as we have this current group intact, they're ever going to get the respect they really deserve, but I don't really think they care either as long as they keep adding rings on their finger. And then, you know, second tier kind of guy on that defense that might have a big game. I was thinking Thornhill. I was thinking Sorensen and uh, probably, you know, Legereus Sneed. Like, those corners, that's secondary in general. Jerry's a second-tier player? Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're just talking about the big guys, you know, he's still a rookie. But those guys in the secondary are going to have to have a big game because you can't get beat deep. That's basically how they're going to be able to keep up in this game with the Kansas City Chiefs is if they can hit that Scotty Miller 45-yard touchdown pass like at the end of the Packers game, stuff like that. So as long as you can contain them and keep everything in front of you, I think the Chiefs will be in a pretty good spot to control this game for the most part. I hope Scotty Miller gets shown up by Tyree Kill after the Chiefs Love win the Super Bowl, and Tyree Kill just goes to the goal line, and it's like everyone asks, what are you doing? Like, I'm oh, just getting ready for a race, waiting on Scott. Right. Don't even call him Scotty. Call him Scott. Um, Scott, well, speaking of Scott and Atchison, go ahead, Scott. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, yeah you got uh, Just uh, talking about the offensive line. I know that's a big concern for everybody, but – you know, I've been listening for, well, I've been listening for like three years now, so, and normally in the morning, but now my, my hours have changed, so I get to listen at night now, so I hear you guys a lot. Appreciate it. But uh, I was I was hearing where, you know, in, in practice, they'll just they'll just switch it up, and they'll say, okay, uh, Fisher, you're out, let's move you over here, and uh, Rimmer's over there, and Wiley here, and, and that's their, their preparation, I think... I think our offensive line is going to do a great job this weekend. I mean, I just, I, I just see it. And then with the scheming of, of, of Andy and, and Eric, that uh, they're going to put, they're going to put this offense in a, in a very good position to be able to, to make the plays they need to make. Thanks for the phone call, Scott. I mean, I appreciate, I mean, I think that's kind of the same. If you look at it in that regard, like I just think that if you're going to be 
on offense and you're going to be a step back and you need somebody to to be there for you. This is the perfect coach and situation in this situation that you can get away with it because, again, like we said, Mahomes rolls out to the right. That's the way this offense is ran. They run on speed and misdirection and screens. And, yes, the offensive line has been, you know, a question mark all year. And, yes, they do move guys around and practice stuff like that. But I think that, you know, if you're going to be in the right situation with a, with a downside on the offensive line, this is the team and the, and the coaches to do for it. I think Scott is spot on there, too, because he pointed out, you know, it seems like this team is always ready to have guys move around and fill in roles. And the offensive line hasn't been particularly healthy over the last couple seasons. You know, you've had guys miss time here and there, and they've seemed to be able to plug anybody in there and be, you know, pretty fine with it. So I'm looking at the last game against the Bucks, where you had a fairly healthy offensive line, but two sacks allowed. I I think that you're looking at a similar kind of situation. You know, they've got a good pass rush. They got a good defense. They're going to be right. able to get after him a couple times, but in general, I don't think it's something that you know should be a doomsday scenario where everybody's worried in Kansas City about how that offensive line is playing. I think they're going to be just fine. Well, we scored a touchdown. We got to kick an extra point and then kick it off to a commercial. So, Dan and KCK, you're our uh, you're our Harrison Butker here. Put it through the uprights, Dan. Go ahead. Hey, hi, Dusty. Hi, Nick. I'm going to make my prediction right now. Uh, Chiefs will win 35 to 10. And I'm, again, you know, I've been listening to Jason Smith show and Mike Harmon. Now, they're saying how the Chiefs don't dominate. But I think the offense line is going to do a good job. Remmers, Wisniewski, and, uh, and, uh, what was that other guy's name? Forgot that other guy. Uh, well, Andrew Wiley. They do a good, pretty good job. And I, I believe in the defense. I think, uh, Snead's going to get four, four sacks. Jones will get two sacks. And, uh, and Frank Clark's going to get three sacks and, uh, two interceptions by Tyrell Matthew. Take care of yourself, guys. You can tell uh, 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 Pete Sweeney tomorrow, 35-10. Take care, guys. That's right. Pete Sweeney, 35-10. There's going to be nine a sacks blowout. in the game. Blowout. Two picks, man. Dan Absolute dominance. I hope you're right, man. Yeah. I'll give you my prediction on Friday on the Run It Back show with Pete Sweeney and myself. This is the Red Reaction Show. It's not our show. It's yours. Nick Price, Dusty Likens. When we come back, eh, Tony Romo. I normally agree with him, but this time I think he's a little wrong. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Phone lines lit up that first segment. Keep them coming. That's fine. I'm okay to cut this next segment short because I'm giving you the phone lines. You know why? Because it's not our show, it's yours. There you go. That's right. That's it. Just remember, tomorrow you're loaded with guests when it comes to Super Bowl week here on 610 Sports Radio. That's why um, That's why it's, it's a little bit better this year. Like, I'm not kidding to you, Nick. When I got here this morning at 4 a.m., uh, Pete was backing in, and I literally just had LCD sound system cranked all the way up and was dancing outside my car and he kind of like opened the door kind of like why are you like this and I just said man it's Super Bowl week <laughs> and I know it sounds it's like it sounds cliche but it's it's literally and figuratively like our Super Bowl like there's no media in in Tampa everything was Zoom Tampa of course is already there because that's where the Super Bowl is and then the Chiefs are at Arrowhead doing all these these Zoom at the same time like it's just Totally crazy. Pete was kind of like moping around, like I don't know how this is even possible. And <laughs> deep down, he loves it. He's he just it it really makes him 
uh, really happy when he gets to have all this attention because his Twitter gets a lot of likes and he, he acts like he doesn't enjoy it, but he does. I know we're friends. Um, but it was interesting because it is like, there's nowhere else you need to go. Like you're not going to miss it on TV because we're going to cut the audio for you. We're going to play the audio for you. We're going to distribute all the audio to you on 610 sports radio. This is where you are going to get all of your Super Bowl news, your information, um, and everything like that. Obviously you heard today that DeMarcus Robinson has been placed on the, uh, the COVID protocol list because he had a close contact. So we'll keep an eye on that. That was our first scare when it comes to, um, <laughs> when it comes to, uh, the scary situation that is COVID when it comes uh, to the Super Bowl. That's where we're at. But again, this entire week, tons of guests, tons of play on the air when it comes to Super Bowl in Tampa Bay for Super Bowl 55 with the Chiefs versus the Bucks. Doug Peterson at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning with Fesco. If you didn't hear Matt Nagy, it was fantastic this morning. Kyle Brandt from Good Morning uh, Football is going to be on with Cody and Gold 1140. Jason Kelsey at 1230 with those two guys. Then the Ring of Honor Day on the drive. You heard the promo during the break. If you're with us, Dwayne Bow at 2.15, Deron Cherry at 3, 3.30, Jeremy Macklin, 4 o'clock, Wheel Shields, 4.30, Tom Bali, 5.15, Willie Rofe. Walker, you're back. What's up, man? Not much, man. Had to call back in. Dan got me all fired up, man. He, he's predicting 25-point win in nine sacks. Get me fired up. Hey, man, uh, I texted this to a couple buddies earlier today, and I wanted to share it with you all. Uh, I want to hold. I got to pull up here real quick so I don't so I don't I don't butcher it. Said this: the landlord says rent is due, and old man Tom Brady won't have a social security check large enough to cover it. <laughs> so that's I don't know. I, I I just had to call back in and let you know that uh, Dan fired me up, and whatever he's on, I got to get on it too. Um, this game is going to be amazing, and um, old man Tom Brady, we got to bury him. You know. So. That's right, Walker. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I always want to have that kind of energy that Dan has, you know? Dan's a goat. Dan, yeah, every time Dan calls, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. And now we got Keith on the line from Wichita. Go ahead, Keith. Hey, guys. Really enjoying the show. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. Appreciate um, it. I think uh, earlier you were talking about you know, why the Chiefs uh, defense doesn't get all the run. It probably deserves everything. And I think it's because, in my opinion, we don't have a super athletic big-time linebacker. And – it's always hard to think of a great defense where you can't, where you don't have a meat-seeking missile, that linebacker, that disrupts, that's just disruptive and can really run sideline to sideline and bust, bust, bust up plays and really be a presence. And you know, we got, you know, you always talk about the three levels. Well, yeah, with Jones, we're, you know, we're great on the line, and Clark's doing better. Granted, he hasn't lived up to his contract yet, but I'm so glad we have him. And obviously, the secondary is just playing lights out right now. We got such good, great young players in the secondary. And I was very, uh, well, I'm not going to say upset, but I was very sorry to hear that Willie Guy uh, or Willie Gay wasn't going to be able to play because he's got a lot of potential. This, you know, what we're going to see from him, I think, in the coming years is going to fill that middle uh, middle level of the secondary and have that super athletic linebacker where people are sure be going, okay, they got, they got studs and athletes at all three levels. And, uh, you know, likely Brady is not mobile. Uh, you know, we don't have the threat of him that we had with Josh Allen. And, uh, or would have been with Aaron Rodgers, but, uh, uh, you know, I just hope the gosh we're able to hold up. Our offensive line is able to hold up and, uh, give Patrick just enough time and enough escapability to make it happen. But, 
anyway, that, that's my take. I just think uh, at this point in time, the Chiefs don't have a, a, a recognizable linebacking core that, that people look at and go, yeah, that's legit. And uh, I think that's what they're missing right now. That's fair. Thanks for the call, Keith. Yeah. Appreciate all the insight. I um, think that's fair. You know, like uh, you get the Honey Badger, probably the most recognizable guy, you know, outside of Kansas City on that defense. Yeah. And then you got two guys on the defensive line that are huge. But, I mean, outside of that, it's a lot of guys that, you know, you ask the casual fan in the NFL, they might not know. So, I mean, I see it. I see it a little bit. Yeah, it's also – it is kind of a bummer that Willie Gay's not there because that yeah. kind of concerns me about the Leonard Fournette, um, you know, Ronald Jones, all that kind of stuff when it comes to their running back uh, set. But I think that's obviously the focus. I think offensive line, middle linebacker, outside linebacker, because, you know, you, you do have, like, places where you struggle when you have such um, heavy pocketbooks when it comes to different positions with, like, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, because um, eventually they have to pay LeJarrius Sneed, but... Yeah, no, Keith, I appreciate the phone call and uh, the insight on where I think the defense is disrespected. I just think that it's, you know, there are certain ways to look at it when it doesn't get talked about a lot, but when you just have the popularity of Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Hell, McCall Hardman, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Le'Veon Bell, all that going on, I think the defense does get uh, does get kind of, you know, kind of stepped on or... Overshadowed, or, you know? Yeah, you could say that as well, but I do believe... That And we'll get into it after this break when we talk about uh, what I think would be big for this game, which is Tyron Matthew is is set for a legacy here. Like, I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago that if he wins a second Super Bowl and can do it in some sort of fashion, I think Tyron Matthew can go down as one of the top five defensive players in Chiefs history. And he's played here for two years? Three, right? No, two years. This is his second years. year. And he's and he's won got one Super more year on his yeah. deal. And everybody considers him just kind of the, the guy in the locker room. Like, he is... I hate to say it, but he's basically what you all thought Eric Berry was going to be, the leader that rode you to the championship. And fortunately enough, the Chiefs were able to go out there and get him as a free agent and make him a player because now you're looking at what he does and how he shapes this team. And Frank Clark said today that he's uh, sometimes a honey badger and sometimes a landlord. And he says, I think you're going to get both of them on Sunday. So mm. um, I was wondering where you were, my guy. I when I lit up when I saw your name light up on the on the on the call sheet, and the first slate of callers went through. We got a second slate of callers. I'm like, where the heck is Big T? Big T, you're finishing out the second segment. Bring it, brother. Hey, uh, got the dirty werewolf in the house. Oh, that's right, Nick Price, baby. You know, six ten. You guys bring it like a mother, man. Yeah, the, the the names you just mentioned earlier, woohoo! It got my blood boiling. We're gonna have all sorts of Chiefs and, and good Super Bowl talk. And then that interview with Carring that Carrington and the Machine and Rob did with Holtus and Hughes on Friday, woohoo! That was woolly. Just keep bringing it six ten. But hey, you know this this is running back. This is running back. You know, Pat Mahomes, he's had a little bit more time to rest. You see all oh, this defense, they only give up 80 yards. Well, I got some news for you, Tampa Bay. When Patty Mahomes is, Patrick Mahomes is healthy, he's going to run. He's going to take off. He'll get around that blitz. He'll be a little bit more, more aloof and, 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 and resilient than Tom Brady, the statue. It, like I said, it was the old and the new. You got all these matchups. You got the old guy and the new guy. And then on the sidelines, you got Big Red's machine, the Big Red. Woo! Big Red. And then you got Bruce Arias. He used to coach for the Chiefs. He got all of a sudden the, the tight end matchup, all the, the, good, the good receivers. This is going to be a great game. But just, the Chiefs are going to run it back. We're going to be good. And I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some experiments with some dark rum punch. 
Yeah, and dark rum, uh, uh, some dark rum and some fruit punch with a little pineapple and some oranges and, and some limes. And mm. we'll just call that Big Red's Punch. And, and because we got to have some Big Red's Punch because mm. that's what he's going to do to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to punch him right in the mouth. We're going to run it back. And nobody's going to stop Big Red's machine. And as always, let's go defending, defending world champions. You know, Tampa Bay, you have it, the, 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 all the heat on you. We have to travel. What do the Chiefs do when they travel? They're only undefeated. They're only damn undefeated. All the heat's on Tampa Bay. All the reporters are down there. All oh, Tom Brady, this. You, you, that's your Super Bowl. Enjoy it. Because that's what the Chiefs are going to do. We're going to enjoy it. Bring it back home to Kansas City, and we'll talk about a parade later. I don't know a better way to tease that other than I'm just ready for some big tea punch. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Biggest game Patrick Mahomes will ever play in for the rest of his career. It's the only way to catch Tom Brady. He has to win this game. If he loses this game, he cannot catch Tom Brady, in my opinion. Red Reaction Show Monday night. It's officially Super Bowl week. It was Mahomes Monday, I feel, citywide, mm-hmm. statewide, Kansas wide, Missouri wide. Um, I know the girlfriend of her school. It was Mahomes Monday. Uh, you're, you've I mean, got look at it. Me. Yeah, you've got your look headband and your jersey <laughs> yeah. on. She wore her Mahomes. It's a big today. thing at work at right. the office. You know, tomorrow's like Tyreek Tuesday or Travis Tuesday or uh, Tyron Matthew Tuesday. You get like a player, um, and then Friday is the biggest Red Friday of the year. Biggest one that you get to celebrate, and then Monday if the Chiefs win, everybody should have the day off. I agree. Dusty Likens for mayor 2024. <laughs> you first, might win based off of that alone. First executive order. The Chiefs are going to play in the Super Bowl for the next eight years. Wouldn't you like to have Monday off for the Super Bowl? Jay Southland Toe Service text line 913-576-7610. Would you vote for me if I gave you Monday off after the Super Bowl? No other promises, nothing, but you get the Monday after the Super Bowl off. We'll Everybody. Get, we'll get into taxes and things like that later on, but I just want to make sure you have Monday off after the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are going to be there every year. We can get to that stuff. That's right. We can always we can always visit that. Um, you heard that audio of Tony Romo uh, trying to become a psychic. I like Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo is extremely talented at what he does. Um, fortunately, he never played in a Super Bowl, so I don't think he understands that part of the aspect, but he's very good at describing the game, being insightful, and really, really giving the fans a calm, cool, and collected look at what's happening. Like, he just doesn't throw out terminology that you would be like, what is he talking about? I have no idea what a you know jet chip wasp is. 
he will explain it to you as in Tyree Kill is going to run to the middle of the field, break this defender off, and then cut back. That's what's going to cause him to be open because they're playing against his speed instead of just throwing the, the, the phrase out at you, the play call, and then showing it to you. So that's where I think Tony Romo is very, very good. What I don't think Tony Romo is good at is predicting the future. And this is why. You cannot honestly say that Patrick Mahomes will never catch Tom Brady if he doesn't win this Super Bowl. One, no one predicted Tom Brady, ever. No one could have seen a guy that got drafted as low as he did in the sixth round become a starter and then reel off all these Super Bowl championships. No one saw that coming. No one could say, well, if he wins three, there's no way he can get to five because he's already, you know, the the league gets better, he gets older. Tom Brady's 43, he's an anomaly of the NFL, and he's still doing it. No one saw that coming. Peyton Manning didn't last that long. John Elway didn't last that long. Brett Favre didn't last that long. None of these guys did. Tom Brady did. Patrick Mahomes, since he's been in the league, since he's been a starter in the league, has proven everybody wrong. Myself included. I thought it was absurd that people were saying that he was going to win the MVP in his first year as a starter, and he hadn't even played a game yet. And he threw 14 touchdowns in the first three weeks, and the MVP race was over. He's played in three straight AFC championship games. He's yet to play a playoff game on the road, not counting the Super Bowl. He's 6-1 and one in the playoffs. He's in year three. And his first year when he won the MVP, he did what only two other quarterbacks have done, and that was 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. No one saw that coming. He's won an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. He's playing in back-to-back Super Bowls, and if he wins, he's the youngest quarterback ever at the age of 25 to win back-to-back Super Bowls. To say that if he doesn't win, he'll never catch Tom Brady is not true because we've not seen what the future is yet of Patrick Mahomes, and every year it's something different. Eventually, he's going to catch guys in record pace. He's going to catch Drew Brees' touchdown, Tom Brady's touchdowns. Tom Brady has the most passing touchdowns in the playoffs at 80. Patrick Mahomes is already at 17. So to say that he'll never catch him is a little bit of a stretch. I get it. It's going to be tough. But no one saw the Brady story coming, just like nobody saw Michael Jordan happening. But Mahomes can do his best to do what LeBron is doing. People thought since LeBron only had four after this Lakers one, he'll never catch Jordan. You don't know that. The Lakers will probably win the, the NBA title this year. That gives Braun five. He's at least got three to four more years left in the league. You mean to tell me he can't win six? And everyone thought Jordan's number was never going to get reached. But if Mahomes can catch Brady, he will do what the next guy never did. LeBron hasn't done it to this point. Kobe never caught Michael Jordan. Tiger never caught Jack. But a win would be big because it would be his second. He'd be 25. The successor, the predecessor, and something that he would be able to do is catch him and beat him in the championship that no one else did. Tiger never beat Jack in a major. Didn't have the opportunity. Kobe never played Jordan in the finals. LeBron never played Jordan in the finals. That just didn't happen. Mahomes can play Brady in the championship and beat him, and then that can coast him forward. Yeah, so I don't know if you're going to like this, but I almost like kind of agree with Romo here in the fact that I think that this one, 
obviously you can't predict the future. You don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Mahomes win the, wins the next 10 Super Bowls, but this one might be the biggest one when it comes to the GOAT conversation because, you know, if Brady ends up winning on Sunday, that's seven Super Bowl titles. You'd pretty much assume almost that Mahomes would either have to just blow out every single record in the books and win seven in order to be able to be called the goat. But then you'd still have that kind of MJ LeBron debate where it's, you know, it's up in the air. There's nothing definitive, but I mean, this is a real like legacy cementing opportunity for Patrick Mahomes. If he can beat Tom Brady and have that head to head over him, and then he ends up getting to six or seven of these things. Then I think that it becomes more clear that number 15 is the goat and no longer number 12, but I don't know, man. I kind of, I kind of agree that you know it's going to be really, really tough in an uphill battle to be able to get to eight Super Bowls if that's what the mark is going to be of who won more rings. And we're taking the head-to-head into it. If Tom Brady wins, it might be kind of tough. I don't know, but you know, Patrick Mahomes have been proving me and everybody else wrong for the entirety of his career, and it's only three years into it, and he's been to two Super Bowls, three straight AFC Championship games. I'm just saying, like, right now, this is the easiest that it's going to be from, like, a roster standpoint. And, you know, he's on his rookie deal and everything. You don't know that everything's going to be as fine and dandy as it has been over the last few years. That's all I'm saying. All I can tell you is that Mahomes should be playing in his third Super Bowl. Yeah. I get it. You can't play what ifs when you do future of the of the, of the the league or future of whatever. Because it's not there. But I can tell you this. There's two what ifs if I ran for mayor that they would vote for me on the text line on the mm-hmm. J Southland Toe Service text line. It's interesting to do. It's a part of the discussion you have to have when it comes to Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. But again, we haven't seen a quarterback like this in Patrick Mahomes. Like he is basically doing what Dan Marino and Tom Brady did and combining it. The numbers are there and the accolades are already there with Patrick Mahomes. And that to me is something that is just a whirlwind of. Just like, why do we continue to try to know what's going to happen with Patrick Mahomes? Why don't we sit back and realize that he's three years from, like, quarterback prime and he's changed the league? And, oh, by the way, the best of the entire AFC played the Chiefs this year and they got a 38-6 to run put on them. It's interesting. Patrick Mahomes is the favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP as well. A lot of that can happen, but there's also a lot of fun when it comes to the Super Bowl, and I know that Nick's getting thirsty to talk about it. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Back in, final segment on the Red Reaction Show. Second to last show of the year. I know, I'm sad. There's one more, and we're going to react to a win or a loss, uh, whether you like it or not. Dusty and Nick from the 954. I've been saying this for 20 years. The day after the Super Bowl has to be a national holiday, and we should all be off 100%. Mm. Preach. I just hope Pat wins it with one more... What's he say here? From the 816. I just hope Pat wins it with more than one coach. I want him to stay with Kansas City, but I hope he wins it more than one coach. 
I mean, I think that's kind of like a, a legacy thing, yeah. right? That question, like, hey, can you win it without Andy Reid? Right. Just like what Tom Brady's trying to do right now. He's trying to show he can win one without Belichick. Yeah, I think Same that's really – I feel like that's only Brady's drive is to just, like, go out on a solo career and be like, see, I did it without you. Right. I didn't need you. Yeah. It's like, it's like winning a Grammy as, like, Destiny's Child as a group and then – like Kelly Rowland going out there and trying to win one on her own. Like Beyonce clearly was the better one, but then she's like, Kelly Rowland's like, eh, All right. I could maybe get it done. Kind of like Harry Styles feels looking back on his One Direction days. Boy, Harry Styles, that man has got some, that guy has got some fashion. Oh, yeah. I like Harry Styles. Well, I don't know if I do. I think, didn't he date Taylor Swift? Yeah. Nice. I would want to date Taylor Swift just so she would make a song about me. Yeah, whole she's, album probably. She's very good at it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd need a whole album about how terrible she thinks I am. Well, you're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, true. if you date her and it doesn't work out, you're probably going to get the album. So, man. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Would it be worth the breakup? Yeah. 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 I feel like T Swift would be fun. Uh, prop bets are fun in the Super Bowl. You can guess, you know, several things on coin tosses, on length of national anthem. I think this is fun. Dan and KCK, if you're still listening, man. If you're really confident about your bet, about your score prediction, Chiefs by 25 to 30 points, plus 1,600. Put a hundo down. You could win 1,600 of them. Just saying. The biggest uh, Chiefs win by 1 to 6 points is plus 350. Buccaneers by 1 to 6 is plus 400. You can even bet on the first score method. Do the Bucs score a field goal, touchdown, or any other? Boy, if the Chiefs got a safety, that'd be a big payday. Mm-hmm. Plus 4,000 there. Odd of to- odd or even total points you can bet on. First half score you can bet on. Uh, the race to 10. Several many different things. The coin toss, you think heads or tails is the favorite? Um, well, it's either one. It's minus Seriously? 105. Yeah, it's 105, I tails 105. never fails, man. Well, don't bet on it because it's a stupid bet. I don't know. Um, Gatorade shower. Uh, you brought this up. Pretty funny. Which color liquid will be poured on the winning coach of Super Bowl 55? Yeah. Nick Price, do you remember last year's color? Was it orange? It was orange. Yeah. And orange is the favorite. It it's is also plus. the best kind of Gatorade. It's not. It, it is. is uh, lemon lime is the best yeah. Gatorade, followed by. It's number two and then blue ice. Yeah, the frost or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Icy blue. Why do I always want to click on exotic props? No, I did right here, and we got Will of Fan run onto the field during the game. Yes, his plus 500. I feel like it should be more than that, considering there's not going to be that many fans there. Like, it's going to be really easy to get caught. And also, these are all healthcare workers. You like to think yep. they're a little bit more responsible than that. Um, will any player propose to his girlfriend on the field after the game? Yes, is plus 400. No, minus 700. I don't know. I don't know anybody who's, like, on the verge of marriage. That's going into this game, but who knows? You never know. It's a good opportunity. To me, this is an easy bet. Put $100 on it. Who will the Super Bowl 55 MVP mention first in his speech? Put it on God. Yeah. Plus 200. Yeah. It happens every time. Right. Athletes are always appreciative of their religion, and they always seem to give that speech first. Or just go watch how Patrick Mahomes gave his speech last year, and he'll probably do the same this year. Um. I don't know if anybody would propose. I don't think there's anybody that really has a girlfriend. Like, the only one that would be that I could see it doing would be, like, Gronk. Right. Like, I don't think anybody else will. Um, will, any, will any player be ejected for throwing a punch for fighting? No. Pays out minus 2,000. 
<laughs> That's a very bad bet to put on. Yeah. Um, will either kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point? I would throw a bunch of money on that. Plus 325 on yes? Yeah. Yeah. What will happen first in the game, sack or a touchdown? Plus 110 for a sack, minus 150 for a touchdown. How many times will Joe Biden be mentioned? Um, over one time, under one time. How many times under, will, right? Stick to sports. Right. Yeah. How many times will Roger Goodell be shown over one and a half times? Bet the over. Take the over. That's yeah. also a stupid bet because they're both minus 120. Um, what will be mentioned first? First, Brady's age or Brady's 10th Super Bowl? That's a tough one. Oh, it's got to be the first one. The age? Yeah, because they're going to be like, oh, the 42-year-old making his 10th Super Bowl appearance, right? Yeah. This is the bet that I'm the most secure on. The over-under for the national anthem. The over of 1 minute 59 seconds is even. The under is minus 140. Who's doing it? Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. So it's a duo. It's a country singer, and they bring it when it comes to America. Yeah. Eric Church is probably the best country singer going right now. I, I would put that up in the air. All right. I would probably. I like Eric Church. The GOAT. Yeah, no problems. Um, and then, you know, Morgan Wallen's starting to grow on me a lot. Um, but, yeah, the over-under on that is, uh, you know, they have national anthems before. Um, as for Eric Church, if you can find an anthem performance on him on YouTube or some deep corner on the Internet, congratulations. The country star uh, does not include it. He's never done it, at least in a big stage like this. Two factors that come to mind when considering the anthem runtime are that Church typically likes to use a guitar in his live performances, but also because it's a duet, does not does each person sing one line or just trade off lyrics? Will there be a guitar solo, or will a lot of things that betters need to compete complete before placing the over-under on the runtime? Finally, this will be the first duet of the U.S. national anthem at a Super Bowl since Super Bowl 40, when Aretha Franklin and Aaron Neville, the voice of a god, took the field uh, and to belt out the patriotic classic for what it's worth. Their performance clocked in at 2.09. Just saying. The national anthem, 159. That's a lot of stats. I just do what I do. I guess Kelsey could propose too, right? That's kind of what I was thinking. That was from the 913. That would be the closest one. Yeah. Um, From the 785 who hasn't dated Taylor Swift, Nick Price. True. Um, Guys, I'm a healthcare provider, and I might be the most – unresponsible person when it comes to the chiefs okay there you go all right so um, <laughs> my bet on a not fan everybody, on the field. Yeah. hot take yeah. Nick price um glacier freeze is the is the five six threes mm. favorite that one's good yeah the glacier freeze is good lemon lime man when it's cold and they got it at the quick trip fountain and you put it on some crushed it, ice there's nothing better than the orange though it's the classic you that's know that commercial they're like that's yeah. why we called our stuff gatorade like mm. that whole thing well that's fine you remember that yes i do all right but i cool. just I just think that the lemon lime from the Quick Trip Fountain with the crushed ice nails it every time. No, I mean, don't it's, get me wrong. Hot day, anything lemon, especially a lemon lime Gatorade. When you've had too many Miller up. High Lifes, that's another one. Yep. From the 913, just tuning in, did Bi- Did you talk about Byron Pringle as the number one difference maker? No, because he's not. Probably not. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm really interested. I like him. Yeah. I like him, but he's not the number one difference maker. I'm just really interested to see how Nicole Hardman plays just because I think that there's a good chance after that fumble and how he played in that AFC championship game that his career is going to make this turn. He's going to be a little less um, trying to prove his worth. I think now he can relax. The team knows who he is, and I think he knows his worth now. So. Yeah. Also, Dusty, I'm not going to be on yeah. the radio again until after this game. Nice. So I want to get my prediction off. Go ahead. Give it. 
38-28 Chiefs. It's not going to be that close. Bucks score the last touchdown of the game. There's a bet for that. I'm throwing on it. There you go. 38, back to back. Run it back complete. There you go. Nick Price, Dusty Likens. This is the Red Reaction Show. There's only one more left. One more Red Reaction Show. It's next Monday. To everybody that called tonight, you blew the phone lines up thanks to you. It's probably the best reaction show we've had all year. It's the second to last. Remember, Doug Peterson at 8, Kyle Brandt 1140, Jason Kelsey at 1230. That's just half the day. And remember the Ring of Honor day on the drive. Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Be easy, Kansas City. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.